Welcome back. I'm Phil. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things, your number one source for all things Star Trek Strange New Worlds Season 2. Phil, how are you doing today? Good. You? I'm. That was some of the best podcasting I might have ever. <laughs> Good. Move along. Well, it was like, <laughs> do I talk about my injury uh, with the leg or do I just move on to it? And I was just like, you know what? I'm tired of it. I don't want to talk about it. It's fine. What's your boo-boo? <laughs> I'm going to throw these off You got again. a boo-boo? I can't. I can't. <laughs> well, make it set, make it better. I'm going to be silent until <laughs> you're finished. <laughs> until I stop. <laughs> until you're finished with this. I cannot be trusted with this machine. No. But, uh, yeah, you hurt your leg. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. You're yeah. limping. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. feeling good. If only yeah. if only we weren't on uh, Rigel 7 and we weren't allowed to bring our equipment with us, we could have just patched that up like lickety-split. Lickety mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Rigel 7, a uh, reference to this week's episode. Yeah, this week's episode, of course, is episode four, season two, titled Among the Lotus Eaters. That was a segue. Wasn't it? Thank you for teeing me up. Really good. Thank you for teeing me up. Uh, But yeah, we are going to deep dive among the Lotus Eaters. If you haven't watched the show before, what we do is we do a scene by scene recap of the episode. And then at the end of the episode, we have three segments. We have acting captain where we discuss our famous or our famous, our favorite performance of the episode. And then we do our captain's log, which is uh, our favorite moment of the episode and then last but not least we open up the comm so we can talk to other starfleet captains out there where you the listener can write in and interact with the show uh so phil among the lotus eaters just from the hip mm-hmm. general overall thoughts yeah good yeah yeah i uh, had a lot of uh overlap with um some other media uh i can remember watching uh, you remembered we'll, it? Uh, oh, yeah, which which I'm sure we'll get into as we discuss. But um, overall, pretty, pretty straightforward. Um, no time travel this week. No um, trial this week. Just an old fashioned, you know, um, Star Trek episode where presented with a problem in the beginning and they solve it by the end. And Thank next God. week. We'll see where we go from there. Next week, we'll move on and never hear from it again. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> then again, this was a this was as deep of a callback as it gets. Yeah, that's to true. The first episode of Star Trek ever. Yeah, so, a decades old episode where it all began, yeah. and they reference that in this one. The director of this episode is Eduardo oh, yeah. Sanchez, and we were like. What else has he done? Has he done other Trek? And we looked him up, and he's one of the co-directors of the Blair Witch Project. Yeah. Which, did not expect that. Yeah, because you wanted to look up to see, like, oh, who's the director? Is it someone who's done Trek before? And uh, Blair Witch Project director, mm-hmm. what? Yeah. That's why there was probably that one dude standing in the corner crying. <laughs> Oh, we'll get to him. Oh, we'll get to him. Yeah, but that was just an odd, like, oh, cool. Like, this this guy who who uh, directed one of the, uh, or, 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 or co-directed one of the most um, recognizable, iconic, um, scary movies of our time. Uh, yeah, kind of started the whole found footage genre in a way, or at least yeah. made it mainstream. That has nothing to do with this episode, but no. <laughs> I mean, no. it was neat that he's involved, so. Yeah, we, we looked that up before we started watching the episode, and both of us were like, ooh, is this mean we're going to have a scary, spooky, 
Star Trek, maybe as more Gorn shenanigans, you know? Yeah. Uh, but no, just a pretty, like a, a quite a throwback of an episode. Like this definitely yeah. feels like an episode of Star Trek of, of, of old. Yeah. It's where it's kind of a silly concept. Everyone's acting pretty silly. I mean, to be fair, my overall thoughts in this episode was like very, eh, it's probably my least favorite episode of the season so far yes, by a significant yeah. margin. It's not a bad episode. Like I didn't, I didn't hate my time watching it, but like if I go back and rewatch the season, I will probably honestly skip this one because mm-hmm. it's just not my cup of tea. Um, but but with that, do you want to go right into the uh, scene sure. by scene recap? Yeah, sure. All right, start eight sixteen thirty point one. Pike's back. Pike's back, baby. He's back with a vengeance, and you know what that means? He's cooking. How, how else are we going to reintroduce Captain Pike to this world? Get that man behind a chef's table, okay? He's making, he's making mama's favorite uh, pizza sauce. Spaghetti. Yeah. Yeah, he loves that spaghetti. <laughs> but yeah, he, he's, 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 on, he's got some sort of date going on with uh, Battelle. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's joining him from the Cayuga. Yeah. But he's making her some food. Mama Pike, she's got that secret sauce, you know, and it's a family legacy. And he knows... His lady wants some of the pizza sauce. <laughs> and he makes a point to be like, hey, I'm on do not disturb for at least a half an hour. So nobody mm-hmm. contact me unless there's an absolute emergency that cannot be dealt with without me. Mm-hmm. And she has the same. Patel has the same rule for her crew. She's like, hey, unless the admiral contacts me, also don't call me. All right. Yeah. Phones on sleep. And uh, she kind of gives him a, a gift. She gives him an opelian mariner's keystone from galt mm-hmm. it is to guide wayward sailors home yeah i assume it would be like some sort of little compass of some sort at least for galt yeah. i assume that's a planet yeah and uh but unfortunately their break is or their i'm sorry their date is sort of broken up a couple of times they get a transmission from the admiral so she steps off it seems she's hoping to need a, a commodore promotion yeah but she's passed over for uh geary yeah, she she uh, she gets passed up for a promotion and she's sad about it, but she doesn't really want to like discuss it. But Pike's like, "Come on, like let's talk about it." Mm-hmm. And she reveals that um, Pasalk, the Vulcan attorney uh, from episode two, he's still pretty bitter about how the trial went, uh, seeing as how they lost, and seeing as how she was his co um, pros- prosecutor on that case. So he's essentially doing everything he can, it sounds like, to um, stall her career, which is What a not real great. stick in the mud, that guy. You know, He's I not one know. of Spock's, uh, Spock's favorite people for a very specific reason. Yeah. <laughs> and like, like, Pike's got the spaghetti ready. It's getting cold. I mean, like, is like, <laughs> is spaghetti a dish best served cold? No, oh, God. Much like revenge, Pazalk. Boo. Boo. <laughs> Bill. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. <laughs> but he, he feels bad because he thinks like he's hurting her career. And he says, hey, you know, we don't get to see each other that often anymore. We're two captains of two different ships. Life's pulling us apart. Maybe we should take our relationship and pull it back a little bit. Friend zone. We can go on a break. <laughs> we're on a break. Yeah. That old chestnut. They were on a break. Yep. Uh, she understandably does not take this well, no. and she leaves almost right in time as Una communicates, hey, uh, we got a communication from Starfleet about Rigel 7. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, she, 
this cuts to sort of like a meeting room with the crew, the head officers. Uh, Una's kind of walking the audience through like, hey, in case you haven't seen the very first episode of TOS, uh, maybe you don't understand who the Kalar are. You don't understand the different class systems they have. You don't understand that we as a crew, these characters, Pike, Una, Uhura, Spock, they went to this planet. They lost three people. And Spock almost died yeah. there, which is shocking. Uh, but, like, they they need to go back uh, to this planet because somehow when they did this first contact mission originally, uh, something happened where they left some gear. And now it looks as though the locals are have adopted the Starfleet Delta in some way, shape, or form. So, essentially, the Prime Directive has been violated hard. And they need to go back to scope out what exactly is going on because uh, the Kalar, the Kalar, the Kalar, I'm not sure. Uh, I forget how they pronounce it. I keep it. wanting to say the Kazon every time they say Kalar. <laughs> no, that's Voyager. I know. It, it's, it's tripping me up every time. Uh, they're, uh, uh, the Kalar are a Bronze Age society, so they're not supposed to have, you know, phaser rifles. Yeah, and, that's their and, place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they they're like, why? Why is the Starfleet Delta on like these um, satellite images of a castle and stuff like we need to go back and like figure out exactly what's going on on with this and assess the cultural contamination that Pike and crew left when they were last there. Mm -hmm. And to do that, They've got to go on an undercover mission. Undercover. Yes. Yes. Disguises. Like undercover bosses. He's Captain Pike <laughs> from the USS Enterprise. <laughs> and he's got one week to hide amongst the Kalar and know what they think about him. Exactly. Uh, but he's also going to bring La'an and Mbenga because mm -hmm. they can't bring, you know, they can't contaminate any more of this Prime Directive first contact planet. So they're not bringing any uh, Starfleet technology yeah. phasers or anything so mbega and laan are coming with them because they are good at hand-to-hand -hand fighting and mbega's kind of he's, he's not feeling this he's not super happy about no, it no he's not because no. uh, he's a doctor he doesn't want to do that um as they leave pike is really really sad he's holding the keystone that patel gave him and uh una kind of does the best friend thing where she's like oh boy do you do that thing you do <laughs> Spill that Romulan ale, boy. Tell me what's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess I guess Pike's one of those dudes where if you get he gets too close to somebody, he he breaks it off. Is is Pike afraid of Pasalk? Is he like, oh, I had to friend zone Battelle because Battelle's getting uh, the business from Pasalk, and Pasalk's pretty high up there, and I don't want him coming after me. So if I break the link from Battelle, maybe that like puts Pasalk off my scent trail. I don't think he's scared of Pasalk. I think he's scared of commitment and he's using Pasalk as an excuse to to break this relationship up. It's true, maybe so. Cuz he's so. he's just he's just a normal man. Yeah. A regular man. <laughs> <laughs> he's just an innocent man. Did didn't we say that last? Oh, I, I think I've said okay, it like right. six episodes <laughs> in the last two weeks. I don't know why that meme makes me laugh so much. It's a good meme. But yeah, Una tells him, hey, man, everybody deserves joy in their life, even a captain. You don't have to keep doing this to yourself because she knows. She knows yeah. she, he, he likes her. Um, uh, but he he also says, like, hey, we failed the previous mission. 
Starfleet contacted us specifically because it's their way of saying what we already know, and that is the Enterprise has to clean up its own mess. Yeah. Mm. You never, you don't like it when your boss is like, hey, I'm disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a mop and bucket. Go clean up your mess. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I've made some messes in my time, Phil. Yeah. Yeah. Like what kind of messes? Like a uh, dirty kind. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know of of most of your work history. I don't remember any dirty messes you've left. No, I, nothing like that. Yeah. Actually, I think the dirtiest mess I've ever made wasn't even like a mess I made because I kept it pretty secret. But oh, do you, man, I do can't you remember? Wait. Do you remember? So Phil and I used to work at a movie theater together. <laughs> do you remember like how upstairs in the theaters where you would change the the pop syrup boxes? Yeah, of course. Well, I, I was a manager at the time, so I'm wearing my little suit like a like I'm, I'm Mr. Manager. Yeah, and I go up there to change the 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 syrup boxes, and I bent down to pick up the box, and I split my pants from like <laughs> top of my zipper to like top of my butt crack. Incredible! And <laughs> so I did like this weird shuffle because there was like a balcony to the other end of the theater where the a glass ex- bal- bal- balcony yeah here, where so. the other where like yeah. extra pants were held <laughs> so i did this weird shuffle across the glass balcony so did you put your like your underwear showing ass toward the front of the front yeah, of the building towards the front of the building so if you're in a parking lot you probably saw this like <laughs> ass like slowly waddling across the building <laughs> Damn, that is a mess. Less of a mess for others and just mainly a mess just for you. Yeah. So yeah. and I had to wear extra large pants for the rest of the day. And How like did you idiot. split those pants? Were you just were you wearing a size too small that day or what? No, I think I was. You know how like when you're kind of sweaty, it, your skin can like stick to the fabric a little bit? A little bit. I think it was a combination of that and just being overzealous with my squats. You were just extra thick that day. Oh, th- two C's. <laughs> just just a really nice juicy two butt. Two C's. Day. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just, oh man. Two hams. Well, I'm uh, I'm glad it didn't split the underpants as well because that would have been... I would have a just, felony at that point. I would have just if you. I would just died in an embarrassment in that. <laughs> that happened. Swear you just radio down like I'm gonna need, need a change of pants in the syrup room, please. <laughs> I would like pay someone like please yeah. go to Target buy me real yeah. pants. Yeah. Do not tell anybody. <laughs> uh, but Ortega is talking about this cool, exciting mission she's about to go on with yeah, her she's personal pumped. blog. She's so pumped. She never gets to go on the landing yeah. party, and this time she does because. So the planet of uh, Rigel 7 yeah. has some sort of debris field around it. And also the the atmosphere is kind of crazy. Scans. Yeah. What, what was that? It's blocking scans. Like, yeah. like, like it's really hard to get down there. So they can't beam down. Mm-hmm. So they've got to fly a shuttle down. And um, I guess the, the, um, the debris field is like mucking with the controls. So it has to be done by hand. Mm-hmm. And she's the best. She's the best. And yeah. also her hat is supreme because <laughs> she's going down with the away team. She's and they're going to be incognito undercover. So she dresses in the style of uh, the Kalar, which apparently mm-hmm. includes a big fuzzy hat. Yeah. And um, <laughs> there's this funny bit where Spock kind of beats the away team and is like, you have to be careful. Like. Uh, essentially, he's like, hey, uh, I know you want to be on the lending party. You can't go uh, because we have to kind of hang out in the upper atmosphere. And there's what, what do you call it? Like 
there's there are two celestial bodies s- yeah. slowly rotating. Like, can't you just say two moons, Spock? <laughs> Analysis is underway. I wouldn't want to make a conclusion. Right. Um, but she's bummed. She can't have a landing. Yeah, she's party. off the landing party. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Because basically, because she just has to pilot the Enterprise every 20 minutes. Yeah. It's basically, she just sits in her chair, and after 20 minutes, she just turns the steering wheel a little bit. She got to play dress up and anticipate a fun away mission, mm. and it was snatched out from under her. Yeah. It's kind of a, it, it's kind of silly, right? Like, writing-wise, yeah. because later on in the episode, she she helps Ahura, and Una's like, oh, it's okay, I can pilot ship. <laughs> Okay. I think okay. the well, I think the thing is like other people can run the like automatic controls, I'm sure, but they need her to fly it herself. That's the thing. Like But they weren't the anticipating control. They weren't anticipating this like this this you know that what happens. It was just gonna be like a normal and even Una's like, I used to pilot the ship before you idiot. Like yeah. I can do this. It's it's they kind of wrote themselves in the corner because they could have just had Ortegas like up here and no one would have batted an eye. But the whole mm-hmm. like, I'm going to go down to the landing party. Oh, shucks. I can't because I'm a super important pilot. Yeah. I, I feel like they kind of wrote themselves in the corner on that one. So that was one of the things in this episode where I'm like, OK, well, yeah. that was dumb. <laughs> the whole reason you're here and Una's like, get out of here, stupid. Yeah. Uh, so we cut to the landing party. We got Pike. We got Mbenga. We have La'an. They're uh, flying the shuttle down. They're using uh, the cloud coverage half a hemisphere away from the civilization, they say. Uh, They fly past this giant asteroid crater, complete with asteroid. Mm -hmm. And they say that, oh, man, that probably sucked to be around here. Definitely won't play a role in the story of this show. (laughs) (laughs) Were you impressed by this CGI shuttle sequence? Because I was. Looks good. The shuttle sequence, yes. There was some CGI later in the episode I was not impressed with. Yeah. But everything flight-wise, very cool. I thought this looked slick. Mm -hmm. Looked really cool. Yeah, the planet itself has a a pretty interesting aesthetic to Mm -hmm. it. It's like the snowy, like always in like a a sunrise or sunset. Which one, Steve? I don't know. Either (laughs) or. It's purple. A lot of purples. Steve is uh, famously... Unable to tell if a sun is rising or setting. I'm sun blind. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know where it's at at any time. But they they land. They, Pike kind of goes over the, hey, we're not using our tricorders. We're not using our phasers. We got this box that that Spock fashioned of like a telescope <laughs> and other things. Yeah. I don't. Bronze I don't, age trinkets. Yeah. <laughs> tools. Useless and, artifacts. And then as they're getting ready to exit the shuttle, La'an hears a terrible noise. <laughs> Just the worst oh, noise. Steve, I hated this. Yeah. Um, God, it was like just, it just goes through your head. And we were watching it with the volume down pretty, not like super low, but like low enough. Yeah. And it was still like, should we turn it down a little bit? Like, it, it yeah. was really piercing. The ears ringing trope is something that happens in a ton of TV shows and movies. Yeah. This is the first time it's ever happened where I'm like, oh, ow, what the hell are they doing? Yeah, they really Stop. they really mixed it in a way that that made you feel what they feel. And I don't I don't like it. I don't really love that because I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. No, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like respect 
to them for making that choice. But the next time I watch this, like I'm definitely going to like volume down a little bit because I don't want to live through that again. <laughs> and it sucks. Cause I feel like if you volume down to a point where this tinnitus noise is yeah. at a reasonable level, you won't be able to hear anybody talk. No, you've got to go back this up. This is mixed yeah. so high up. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. It's yeah. crazy. I could not believe they actually did it. I don't know. Like, uh, Listeners, did you yeah. also have that, or was that just maybe that was just like your TV? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, like, let write in next open comms and let us know yeah. how did the uh, the awful Rigel Seven noise sound to you? Yeah, because holy cow, like, and it happens so often. Yeah, it happens like <laughs> six or eight times in this too. So it's and then in this pretty... like in the next ten minutes, it happens like maybe four times over the <laughs> next ten minutes. Like Jesus, stop! At like the third or fourth. We're both like, is this really loud to you? And you're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is really bad. My dogs are like crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she hears this noise. And when she kind of comes out of it, uh, Benga and Pike are like, hey, are you okay? What's wrong? And we find out that she's lost six hours of time. Yeah, she doesn't remember it. Yeah, she's like, what was I saying? And they're like, uh, she's in a completely different place mm-hmm. from where she was when she began to hear the ringing. And then they mention in passing, yeah, like they are six hours from the from the shuttle. So she's like, oh, like she's like kind of quietly piecing together like, oh, fuck, like I have lost a lot of time here. Mm-hmm. I don't want to alarm them, but also like I'm very confused and concerned about why I don't remember the last six hours of time. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mabenga's like, hey, are you OK? Like we can go back to the shuttle if you want. It's a six hour it's trek. It's a six hour trek back. And they're all like, eh, maybe not the best idea. We're not going to make it before nightfall on this perpetually purple sunset planet. Or sunrise. We don't know. <laughs> we know. <laughs> uh, and they choose to go forward instead mm-hmm. because uh, it's just not not it's just not worth going back. And Laon's like, no, I'm fine. I'm just she's tough. Yeah, she's a tough. Cookie. Yeah. Phil, this is let me tell you my second thing issue with this episode okay do you know what the volume is have you ever uh, heard of the volume yeah it's the um it's the like omnimax style screen that they use to film like the mandalorian and stuff mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah so i don't know if they use the volume on this episode i assume they use something like it because that seems to be all the rage nowadays but this specifically this scene where they're talking about her tinnitus anytime they're in front of the castle if they're in either of those locations these locations scream hey we're on a volume to me and i hate that where even though they're supposed to be on rocky terrain they're on the flattest ground there's very minimal um rocks in their vicinity to make it look like they're actually in a space. It just looks like they're, they shot this in a five by five room hmm. and then digitally put stuff in the background. And then the other thing that bothers me is they put in this snow because <coughs> it's always snowing in the episode, but the snow that they put in the digital snow, because it's digital snow is moving very quickly, mm-hmm. but no wind is blowing their hair ever. And so mm, it, I missed that. De- and detail. so every time so this scene and any other time specifically they're outside of the palace later on just looks so fake to me. Mm-hmm. And it this is the first time so far of the season where like I saw through 
the guys. The the, yeah. the curtain had lifted. I saw Oz behind the curtain on this episode. I'm just like, I, because they did this in. Remember that uh, terrible Obi Wan show? Yeah. And there was that uh, one planet where like all the stormtroopers, they're, they're in a crater, but they're all on like flat land outside the base. Yeah. And it, I was like, yeah. that looks so fake. Because <clears throat> how are they all on flat land? It, it, it's that type of thing and it drives me nuts. It's hmm. And a lot of people probably will pick up on it. Yeah, but I'll have to go back and watch that again because I didn't, that didn't occur to me. Yeah, it's a thing that I think is, it's a technology that's so new that a lot of people like don't quite pick up on it yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But because like I've seen so much stuff with volume, I've seen how that can be used really, <laughs> really well. Yeah. Like they've used it really, really well in Mandalorian and I've seen it used very, very poorly in mm-hmm. Obi-Wan, and this was very Obi-Wan to okay. me, where they didn't do a lot of, they didn't, they weren't doing the extra things to make it look like they were in the space they were going to paint them in, too. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Like the wind. And, <clears throat> gotcha. I mean, even if they put in snow that was f- not blowing, but just kind of falling. Yeah. But because they threw in this blowing snow, it felt huh. really fake. Yeah, I'm going to have to go back, back and watch that again, because I missed that. Yeah, huh. uh, the blowing snow specifically I picked on up on the palace scenes. Okay, uh, but yeah, so they end up. Hey, we're gonna keep on going, and they come across a castle. And mm-hmm. It's this, it's a pretty cool looking castle. Mm-hmm. Like I like a castle. Yeah, in my sci-fi. Who doesn't? Uh, Laan is still being affected by the sounds, and she's looking through the telescope, and she's like, "Uh oh, we got trouble." The guards, they <laughs> got they got phaser rifles. Yeah, not a good sign. No. For a Bronze Age society to have phaser rifles, uh, that's not a good sign. Yeah, phaser rifles go to first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not third place bronze. No, no bronze right. is... No. And I, I love this little bit where like they're they're like, all right, we gotta, we got to sneak in. We're going to sneak in there. We're going to find them. And then Mbenga's like, Captain! <laughs> there's some guys following me. <laughs> <laughs> so they get ambushed. By six guys, and Laon makes a comment like, oh, it's six against three, like, we've got this. And Pike's like, no, no, let's... Diplomacy. Let's just take our time here. And he tries to reason with them, and the Kalar know that they're star, Starfleet. They are not fooled not by fooled. their disguises. They're like, so. that guy smells like spaghetti. <laughs> we don't have that here. <laughs> And then at that point is when Mbenga starts hearing the noise as well. <gasps> yeah. It's spreading. Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. Uh, they go into the castle and they meet the Kalar's supposed king. Mm-hmm. And who is it, Phil? Zach. Zach. One of the <laughs> former. <laughs> it's Zach. Starfleet yeomen who were on the Enterprise for the first mission mm-hmm. uh, got left behind. Yeah. Uh, th- they thought that he was killed in action, but he was not. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, um, it's not exactly explained how he did it, but, uh, he essentially worked his magic to become king of this whole castle at this point, mm-hmm. uh, in the yeah. interim between when he was left and, and when they came back. Yeah. So his like shuttle went down and I guess he still had all the Starfleet supplies, which included phaser rifles. Yeah. And just because if you have a phaser rifle, in a Bronze Age society, that <clears throat> automatically makes you, like, the best. Yeah, yeah. But how did he... Oh, I guess he would have eventually, like, forgotten and then eventually probably got into the castle somehow. And then he got Maybe. his memories back. And then he became king. Maybe so. Uh, but, yeah, he, uh, they call me High Lord Zacharias here. Yeah, he's real uh, He's real <laughs> pissed off at Pike, too, for leaving him. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and he's not ashamed to, uh, to, uh, sick his goons on them. Yeah. I do. I think it's funny how even the writers wrote in Laon, or maybe it was in Benga saying the line, I'm sorry, are we supposed to know who this guy is? <laughs> yeah. Again, if you haven't seen episode one of Star Trek, yeah. TOS, you may not know. Zach explains, sorry, King Zach. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, High Lord Zacharias. Yes. Yes. Get it right. Explains that this is not a normal planet that they're on. Uh, and he makes a reference to the ringing in the ears and mentions that it's caused by radiation. On the planet, on the planet, and uh, that radiation is what causes uh, that like lapse in time and mm-hmm. increased fear and the forgetfulness. Um, so essentially, we know now, like, oh, like Laan is suffering from radiation effects mm-hmm. at this point. Not just any radiation, Phil. Mm. My favorite kind of what radiation. What kind of radiation do you like these days? Exotic radiation. Ooh, exotic. <laughs> I love it when Chapel says that later. <laughs> it must be some type of exotic radiation. Ooh, fancy. Like, ooh. Imported. <laughs> My goodness. Tell me from where. Uh, but yeah, he says, you know, by tomorrow, you won't even remember who you are. Yep. And they are thrown into a cage. Hmm. And... Uh, I did. I did write. Hey, that's the title of the first episode. Good job, buddy. Yeah. Good job. Let's I, all have a round of applause for Steve on that one. Thank you. Thank Look you. at that. Look at that. I've seen movies. Connecting the dots. Mm-hmm. I do. Look that. at you. Look at you. Look at us. Look at us. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> Not me. Not me. Uh, yeah. So in the cage, their all their heads hurt. Uh, Laon wakes up and doesn't recognize either Pike or Mbenga, and like just straight up Dex Pike punches them. Yeah. Uh, and Bega's looking a little scared. He's like, can you guess, can someone, can I, I'm, I'm not scared, but, uh, can someone please just tell me where we are? He forgot the whole conversation with King Zach. He forgot the mission. La'an doesn't know her name. She mm-hmm. forgets where, where she is. And Pike is also at a loss for answers too. And he's yeah. like, yeah, like, what are we doing here? Like they've completely forgotten their whole point of being on this planet and in this cage. Absolutely. Uh, cut to the Enterprise. Uhura is doing her job, but she's hearing the noise, too. Yeah. What? Uh, she seems to... <laughs> what? 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 With an H. What? what? At first, because it was zoomed in, her, her head's kind of turned towards the camera, and her little yeah. ear thingy. Yeah. So I thought maybe, like, oh, she should get that checked out. She's getting some really bad feedback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the radiation thing. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the plot device for this <laughs> episode we're watching. Yeah. Well, apparently she she's lost two hours because uh, Una had told her to uh, do some type of report that she hadn't done. And she lost time. She's like, well, that was two hours ago. Weird. And I love how her face. Vegas- <laughs> she was like, did I do it? <laughs> yeah. uh, did I did I do good? <laughs> did Uhura do good? <laughs> I do love how Ortegas is like, hey, someone shouldn't be staying up all night translating Telerite sonnets, you yeah. nerd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then she gets sent to sickbay for forgetting uh, about the report. And Steve, I just got to say, yeah, like, I feel be- like this is an, this is an embar- embarrassing thing for me, but I forget <laughs> stuff all the time. And yeah. if... And if this was grounds to go to sick bay to get checked out, I would be in sick bay all, all day, time. every day, because I forget everything throughout the day. Yeah. And 
it was just funny to watch this because I'm like, this is bad that she lost two hours, but also like I feel like I've lost two hours before. <laughs> I can't remember when. As well, I mean, that's er, the nature of, of forgetting things. I mean, when you came over here, I greeted you at the door and you just kind of stared off for a second and then went, how, how did I get here? <laughs> I really? just thought it was still oh, wow. Yeah, that was still being fail. But yeah, I but, think this is unfair, though, actually. Yeah. Because every time when I was in school mm-hmm. and every time I went to class and I was like, hey, I forgot we had a test today. Yeah. They didn't let me go to sick bay. Yeah. I had to take that test. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. Bullshit. (laughs) If only we lived in a socialist utopia. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But we cut to Uhura is telling Chapel, you know, what happened. Ortegas is there. Um, uh, Or Chapel says something is blocking her neural pathways. That's not good. It could be a virus, maybe. Bacteria. Bacteria. Yo, what'd you have for uh, breakfast this morning? Oatmeal. Ew. Yeah. Well, what type of oatmeal? There's 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 some good ones. Like Wait, a, are you actually asking me yeah, or are you yeah, asking I'm asking you. Oh, what did I have? I had cereal. Oh, you did? Yeah. What kind I, of cereal? I don't eat oatmeal. It it has the texture of puke. So, I'm good <laughs> you know, on that. You're not wrong. I'm you're not, not wrong. wrong. It's disgusting. There's a reason when you see fake puke in movies, it's usually made with oatmeal. It's hot, it's grainy. It's more liquid than it is a solid. It's gross. <laughs> Not an oatmeal fan. What cereal would you have? Uh, mini wheats. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. 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 I fuck with mini wheats. Little, little, little uh, frosted mini wheats. Yeah, those are with good. With some milk mm. and some coffee and a banana. You're making me hungry. Keep going. No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I saw you changing the board and I was like, here it comes. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, now, damn you, it. now you I'm know what I I'm watching your do. hand now. No. If I go for the big red button. I know. If you, yeah. uh, I hate that big red button. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Chapel's like, okay, well, maybe it was the oatmeal. As long as it's you, no big deal. Ring, ring, ring. It's Spock. <laughs> yeah. Hello, it's me. Uh, it's me, We got six more members uh, coming to, or six more crew members coming to sick bay because they don't know where, where they are or who they are. So, uh-oh. Whatever it's not... This- uh, not specific to one person that yeah. anymore. It's Whatever many. this is, it's not just on the planet. It's now on the ship, on the ship as well. Scary stuff. Scary. Cut back to the planet. Uh, Pike and Benga and La'an are still in the cage. I, it's Assuming it's morning, it's still purple outside. I don't know what time it is. And the guards kind of come up. They open the door and like, hey, get out of here or starve. <clears throat> but they're like, I don't fucking know you. I'm not leaving this cage. Yeah. And this old man kind of comes up and he's like, hey, hey, be nice to these guys. They had a they had a rough forgetting. Yeah. They had a rough forgetting. Lay off. And so the, the guards kind of let him kind of coax them out. And this dude sort of takes sort of them tells them what's going on. Yeah. He takes them under their wing like, hey, we do labor here. OK, yeah. you two are wearing the blue colors. That means you're, you work with the stone. Mm-hmm. You work with green. You chop the wood. Come with me and be in the moment, my brothers and sisters. Yeah. Don't think about what you've forgotten. Just think about what you're doing right now. Yeah. I'll show you my totem if you're lucky. 
<laughs> he does. Being, uh, yeah, he oh, he shows with his yeah. big totem. There's a scene in his house. This next scene has a quick <laughs> shot of Mabenga um, sawing a log, and I don't know why. It just looks so funny. Like Mavenga sawing a log just looked so funny to me. Well, it's kind of funny too because <laughs> what a weird place to put him. Just <laughs> you're over there, like 15 feet away from everyone else doing stonework, and he's like, "I gotta saw this fucking log." <laughs> I'm so mad. I think this season specifically has had Mabenga doing so many new things that we didn't see him do in season one. He's barely wore his blue shirt. I know, like <laughs> he's barely been a doctor this whole season. Like he's been like ninja. Yeah, he's been log saw guy. <laughs> he's been testimony guy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but. I don't know. I, I just like if you watch the episode, go back and just look at that one quick shot of him <laughs> cutting the log. I don't know why it looks so funny to me, but it did. It, I, I agree. Yeah. It was very funny. Yeah. Uh, but their their old friend, he's saying like, hey, this is great. We're working out here. We're breaking our backs. We're not getting paid. No. We're being whipped if we stop. <sighs> Work sure is a blessing. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> this dude sounds like every person who tries to bust unions. The work is a blessing. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. The work is a blessing. Yeah. Uh, he says sleep is what the Kalar in the palace do. We have forgettings because he, he kind of lays out the, the rules of the of the society where if you work in the palace, somehow you're able to retain your memories every day. Whereas people who don't work there, you forget every single night. Yeah. You don't forget like. How to walk or how to breathe or how to eat. Yeah, the functional stuff. Yeah, the basics, you retain all that, but mm -hmm. the details of your life are gone. Yeah. You can feel like deep-rooted emotional attachments, but you don't understand necessarily why they're there. Right. And so this guy, we found out his name is uh, Luke. Luke. L-U-Q. L-U-Q, yeah. Uh, wouldn't it be weird if it was just a regular, hi, I'm Bill. <laughs> Just want them to go to a planet of aliens. Like, hi, I'm Ted. Let me show you our, the, the ways of my people. This is my friend Gus and Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> but this is Luke. He's got tattoos on his arm yeah. and his pictures, as he calls them, yeah. to, to help him remember at least some things uh, day to day. Yeah. And Pike, as he's kind of telling Pike and crew this, Pike kind of looks at his hands and he realizes, wait a minute. I've never worked a day in my life. Yeah, my hands are soft. These hands are baby smooth. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm not a stone worker. Like, I don't belong here. And then he, I have this gift. Like, my emotions tell me, and he, he grabs the keystone that Patel gave him. This is important. I don't know why, but it's important. And I, and I think that guy over there who looks weird sawing wood, I think he belongs with us. I yeah. think I came here with him. Yeah. We must be friends. And then, of course, because they're talking too much, the guards are like, hey, Get back to work. Crack them rocks. We need yeah. them rocks for reasons, okay? We got. We need big ones. We need small ones. We need some bigger than your head. All mm -hmm. right. Yeah. What do we What are we using these rocks for? <laughs> what do they use those rocks for? Making new castles, additions to the castle, perhaps. The castle looks kind of small. The castle is more vertical than it is uh, wide, so maybe mm -hmm. they're just adding on to the first level, like a new. Um, walk-in bathroom, perhaps Ooh. on the, on the first level. We is, we is, did is, see the great hall, so maybe true. they 
Maybe they need more storage. Yeah, they're going to blow out the, the room between the kitchen and the great hall. Yeah. They're going to open it up, allow a lot more sunlight in. They, these <laughs> these open concept castles are <laughs> all the rage, <laughs> and they want to make changes. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I get it. You, you, you've convinced me. This you is the Property this Brothers planet, so <laughs> they're there. They're helping out. I would love to see the House Hunters version of this. <laughs> He's a social worker, and she is a kindergarten teacher. Their budget, 20 billion credits. A castle. I just want a castle on a planet that makes me forget. <laughs> I want something closer to the core worlds. <laughs> Who will budge? Find out. I want perpetual purple sunsets for my castle. <laughs> Look, honey. They keep breaking up rocks so the planet looks very flat <laughs> at all times. <laughs> See, you just uh, explained away your your issue with the whole. Uh... <laughs> you cut. All they needed is one quick cutaway to High Lord Zacharias in his tower, like mm, make the ground flatter. <laughs> <laughs> Send the forgetful people to do it for me. Mm. Yes, yeah. uh, but yeah, the 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 guards get a little too pushy, and Pike just. <laughs> He gets into action mode. He snaps. You know? Yeah, that's part of his instincts. He snaps. He starts beating some ass, and yeah. Laan joins in, and yeah. she starts like a sledgehammer fight with a dude, but she actually gets stabbed. Uh, sliced. Or sliced, yeah, yeah. She gets cut open by by the guy she's fighting. She does yeah. win, but he, he gave her something to remember him by. Yeah. Yep. And this is when Mbenga, his instincts <clears throat> kick in. He knows how to fix the wound, and he rushes over, and he's like, I, I, think, I, I, I think I'm a healer. I think I know how to do this. Yeah. But you know whose instincts also serve them well, Phil? Who's that? The patrons who Ooh. keep this show running that each and every day. Just so you guys know, we're still thanking the month of June patrons because Patreon cannot be trusted for the first full week of the month. So next week, we'll begin our shout-outs for the July patrons. But until then, you got two more days to thank these patrons coming up. Well, actually, I'm sorry, one more day because this is Friday. You're listening to this on Friday. This is the last time you're going to hear these people unless they uh, they supported us next month. Let's thank them out. Let's thank them. You want to thank them? Sure. I, I got crazy. I, I, I don't know what to do. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is what I got that mind. <laughs> thank I, them. Okay, fine. Hi. Thank you so much, Chester Copperpot, Stanton Valentino, Svento7, Hills Baby, Jay Scramo, a.k.a. Ashley Ray, Alan Tomlinson, Wendy O'Laughlin, Jason Jason Hawkins, Jason, 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 Trey Barrera, Conrad, David Malfara, Kaylee Sampson, Rabbit Dog in a Barbie Car, Jose Ruben Cruz Rodriguez, Alexis Adler, Thomas Alexander, Emmy, Joe Velez, Valerie, Aaron Layton, John Collins, Amanda King, Son Loving Mortal, Andrew Gray, Jadinklage Morgoon, Jen <laughs> Robinson, Kate Kloop. Kalisha Reeves, Kiki Newton, Kevin Strother, Jeanette Murphy, Casey McCain, and Enza. What's up, Enza? What's up, Enza? If you haven't heard it already, check out Enza's chosen pick for this week. It was uh, The Fifth Element that dropped uh, Wednesday. No, Tuesday. Corbin Dallas Multipass. Multipass. 
Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices. The path forward is not always clear. Like you never know. Sometimes I used to sell cars for a living and I hated that job, but I made good money. I was able to buy a house. I was gone from my family all the time. I would podcast whenever I could. I didn't get to see many movies. I worked every Thursday night. It was terrible, but I was like, I got to do this. I got stuck in the middle-class grind where I was like, hey, this is what's right for my family. Me to be miserable. We feel like we're stuck. We don't know what to do. So whether you're dealing with decisions around your career, sometimes in a relationship or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything else. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. And like I said, I had to have a lot of practice and it was talking through that stuff with someone else that helped me. And that's why you could find a therapist using BetterHelp that meshes with your values and the way that you see life in that perspective. And they can talk you through in a way that you find valuable and that you understand. So you can do it entirely online, get matched with a therapist like this that you enjoy, that you find value in. And if you find that it's not working, you can switch at any time. It's extremely easy to switch it. So just think about that. Think about how close you are to finding a therapist to better your entire life. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash streaming things today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash streaming things. Well, we cut back to Nurse Chapel. She's on the Enterprise. She's updating Una. And I, apparently this <clears throat> this sickness has spread through the Enterprise quite rapidly. At one, at one point, Spock's there. He kind of says that a whole third of the crew is already down with the sickness. Oh, <laughs> I was hoping you would. <laughs> uh, but Una is hearing the noise as well. Uh, so sh- she's starting to feel the, the first sign of the effects, which is this tinnitus noise. And God damn it, I've never hoped for everyone in the Enterprise to give us get a sickness this quickly before. Like, can we please get past the tinnitus face? Everyone. It's too loud. They keep playing that freaking ringing noise. It's very, very piercing and hard to listen to. Uh, and this is when Chapel says it's some kind of exotic radiation. Yeah, they're they're all at this point. They're all realizing that they themselves are losing their minds. Mm-hmm. So scary, scary and, stuff. And Spock has the idea that everyone should carry around a data pad with their personal information on it in case they forget who they are, <clears throat> which is a good idea in theory. Yeah, but it kind of falls apart. We find out later uh, on the episode. Yeah. Uh, Spock tells uh, Ortegas back on the the the, the deck of the ship, uh, hey, uh, head towards the debris field. Because earlier on, actually, we kind of glossed over this. While Uhura was having her little uh, bit with the noise on the bridge, you can hear in the background uh, Spock and Ortegas talking about a debris field that he had been studying. Like, there's some curious effects from that debris field. Uh, and she's kind of making fun of him. Well, now he's like, hey, head towards that debris field. I think if we can get beyond it, these will, <clears throat> effects will will dissipate and yeah. we won't the sickness won't uh, go around because he thinks the radiation is uh, a result from the the ore or the rocks that are in these uh, asteroids or yeah. debris field. Yeah. Is that what you call it an asteroid? Would it be an, no it's not an asteroid it would be uh I don't I don't know I think like I think like the individual pieces of the debris in the debris field part of the two moons. Oh like yeah I guess that would be an asteroid, right? Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. Big, Big giant space rock. Yeah, big giant space rock. Floating in space. Mm. <clears throat> We're back at Luke's pad. 
Yeah. He wants to show him his totem. <laughs> <laughs> and he's also like very um, unconcerned about La'an dying. Yeah. He's like, he's like essentially like, yeah, she's in bad shape. She can lay down on the bed, but like, we're going to forget she's dead in like a day. Yeah, just so, let her die peacefully. I mean, like, let her do her thing. She can just pass away. And then guess what? We're all going to forget it tonight. And then we'll wake up tomorrow. We'll go back to work. We'll say, uh, why is there a dead body in here? I've seen the way you saw saw logs, my man. Oh, man. Amazing. Why don't so. you saw some logs and go to bed? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, like, Pike and Mabenga are both like, no way, man. Like, she's not going to die. And, like, La'an's also like, hey, I'm good on, like, yeah. talking about me dying. Like, we don't need to <laughs> go down this route. I'm not going to die. I do love the comedy of him just in a very blase way, like, oh, just forget her. Forgetting is a is a blessing. And she's like, yeah. I'm right here, yeah. dude. <laughs> Still breathing. But we get the feeling that this Luke character is aware that he has some type of sad backstory and is just too scared to know what it is so he's actually like i'm cool with not knowing and y'all should be cool too uh because he's sort of like the the local even though like we don't really see anybody else who lives here (laughs) except him and the other the background actors yeah he doesn't interact with anyone but he but he kind of keeps he's giving off village leader mentor energy right and like he's got these tattoos that he covered up at some point and and he like Deep down, emotionally, he knows, like, these old tattoos that I covered up, I don't remember why I got got them or why I covered them up, but I'm pretty sure, like, I'm, like, 95% sure it's because they carry the story of, like, someone I loved who I lost. Yeah. So he's like, I don't need to know. Like, I, I, I don't remember them. I don't need to, um, to confront that pain again. So... I'm good with this. Like, I don't need to remember why I, why I loved them and why I lost them. This man is the walking embodiment of ignorance's bliss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he shows Pike the totem because he says, "Hey, I wake up every morning. I see this totem, and it reminds me of who we are, our place in this world." And so Pike wants to see it, and it's this like very ornate totem yeah and you know he gets a little background from luke about what it says and there's this sort of legend kind of in there that there's this casket in the castle where the the people who live there can like i I guess or i guess all memories is stored in this casket and if you live in the castle you have access to it so that's how you keep your memory there's this like special (laughs) ark of the covenant basically hiding in the castle (laughs) storing everyone's memories and pike's like yeah that makes sense (laughs) and just believes hope yeah (laughs) Yeah, like all of our um, mem, uh, all all of our memories are stored in a in a box in a castle. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, <laughs> it's a metaphor, Phil. Yeah, we keep we box up all of our feelings mm. and hopes and dreams and mm. memories. Yeah, and we just nearly have to. Open Except and look Luke, inside. he said he's past the need to remember. He's so beyond. He's it. too he's afraid of it. the pain. He's over it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but like Pike is like, hey, if we can get Mbenga mm-hmm. uh, to that castle, he will remember how to fix La'an. And how she, to doctor. Can, yeah, how to doctor. Mm-hmm. Teach me how to doctor. Te- teach me how to doctor. Yes. It's the teach me how to Dougie. Yes. I, yeah, thank yes. You. I, I wasn't sure if I did it correctly. Got it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and then uh, at this point, Luke's like, okay. All right. <laughs> Let's, cool. Let's go. All right. 
Let's leave now. I read my notes. Well, Pike even says that you're suddenly okay with this. Because like for the last 10 minutes, he's like, hey, don't worry about it. Hey, don't be sticks in the mud. Dude, it's so much more fun not remembering. It's like being at a party without the hangover, man. Yeah. And then he's like, she can die. It's fine. We'll all yeah. forget it. it. Whatever. I don't even remember her name. And you told it to me. <laughs> and then he's like, no, we got to save her. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Twist his fucking arm. Yeah. Uh, kind of silly. Uh, but the gang, they walk into the palace. Uh, this is where Luke kind of says, like, I don't want my memories. You can go go have fun. Get your <laughs> fill. I'm good. I'm going to hang out here with the woman I wanted to die. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They bring La'an with them to the castle because uh, I think they said um, as soon as Mabenga remembers how to doctor, he like <laughs> she needs to be close so that he can doctor on her fast so he doesn't forget again. Mbenga, you need to do a medicine. You need to do a medicine and you got to do it fast. Can you please do a medicine? <laughs> you uh, need to put the saw down. You need to put, and like, do a medicine for I once. I think if I use the saw, <laughs> I can make her wound better. <laughs> no. Let's see. Uh, that part of her gut looks like it's wounded, so let's just cut that part out. Yeah. Just there, cut. it's not attached, attached anymore. You're good. You're just a torso now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at some point, Luke kind of talks about, ah, you know what love is. Because Pike's holding his, yeah. his keystone, and there's like a, a, a yeah, this is where it kind of goes more The keystone that Patel tattoos. gave him in the beginning of the episode, yeah. yeah. Uh, love is a big connecting yeah. feature. Uh, we cut to Ortegas. Mm -hmm. She's on the, the helm of the ship. Doesn't know why, though. She hears the noise, which, yay, as an audience <laughs> member. <laughs> <laughs> is, is this the last ringing we hear? I think so, thank God. Yeah. Thank Over the hump. Thanks, Spock. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, at, at this moment, she completely forgets where she is, who she is. She's kind of worried, like, where is this place? Who are you? Yeah. And then Spock kind of is like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the answer is here, but I can't read. Yeah, he looks at the pad <laughs> that he that he had, like, his dossier on himself, and he's like, I can't read this. <laughs> like, he's forgotten how to read. Yeah. But it's funny because, like, Ortegas is, like, panicked and like angry because she's confused about where sh she is but spock didn't seem to forget how to be like a vulcan like he's like still like instinctively oh, that's, that's like his insti that's his instinct like i'm gonna like reduce my emotions to next to nothing so like he didn't forget that part of it, but mm -hmm. he did forget himself how to read yeah. and seemingly ev like everything else which i thought was a really Interesting thing, like, oh, okay, like he didn't forget that like, like critical breathing. part of himself, but everything else he did. Yeah, it's so. like breathing to him. Because <clears throat> I mean, like, if Spock forgot how to be a Vulcan in that moment and just went crazy, like, mm -hmm. could take he could take out the ship. <laughs> I kind of thought that's where they were going to go with it because in the uh, there was like previously on yeah. Strange New Worlds they had that scene where he was like freaking out and being super emotional from season one. Yeah. And so for a segment oh is Spock going to forget how to control his emotions and just wig out on people? You know, but that weird. didn't happen. That that like those recaps typically have like a pretty good like <clears throat> here's what to expect. Like when you watch the episode after the recap it's like oh okay that's why they showed me that. But this one I feel like they're just like I don't know we'll just throw a bunch of shit at the wall that, that we've 
yeah. covered in the past. We haven't had Chaplin an episode in a while. <laughs> remember her? But but yeah, you're right. Like like uh, they sort of set it up for like remember Spock's emotions were out of the bottle <laughs> yeah. the last time. That's not going to matter. And then you think it like might come up this this episode when they like forget how to be be themselves. But no, yeah, he keeps his cool. Ortegas does say that she's angry. And I feel like I'm angry at you. And Spock says emotions are not facts. Yeah. But I wish he would have added to that. But emotions do matter and deserve to be felt. And I'm here for you if you need to talk to me. But he doesn't. So she bounces. (laughs) (laughs) But he doesn't. He doesn't. So she bounces. She's in the turbo lift. (laughs) I love that she's like, take me home. And she starts talking to the computer as if it's an actual person. Yeah. Uh, at one point, she's like, uh, miss. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh so hard. <clears throat> Ortegas is great. So she goes down to deck six because that's where her quarters are. Yeah. And she gets down there. Everyone's confused walking around. Every Everyone's confused. And there's this one background actor that I absolutely love in this scene. <laughs> He's a guy... Um, in like the fetal position <laughs> against like a wall back and, forth. and the and the expression on his face is just like amazing dude yeah youtube people can see steve's reenactment right now yeah he's exactly like that like he's just freaking out eyes eyes wide staring into the middle distance not knowing who he is or what he's doing and I just I just love that guy because he didn't have to go that hard no. on this scene because he's on screen for like a second, like one. Yeah, second. You were trying to pause it to, to, to get a photo of him <laughs> and we were having trouble like pausing at a good yeah. spot to get a yeah. good grab. I think him. I did it like like on my third time, like I got it, got it right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. This dude was acting his pants off. Yeah. And I respect that guy. Yeah. So. Uh, but or. She asks, she goes, ma'am, where's my room? And it creates this like illuminated path that directs her to her her room, which is like a really awesome feature. Yeah. And uh, it reminded me of anybody who played Dead Space. There was a you could click, click the controller and it created a it was like another spaceship type situation. And so like the the ship would like create a line like follow this hallway. And I always thought that was fun because sometimes you're lost. Like if I'm in like a big building, I don't know where I don't know where to go to the driver's license part of this <clears> government <throat> building. I wish I could ask the computer or hold my hand to the floor and a light would direct me. Yeah. How cool would that be? Um, I'm thinking that would be useful in the hard hardware store when you need yes, one item. And Lowe's. Yeah. And it's like just need like uh, uh, one paintbrush. But I know where it is in. The hardware store that I go to often, but I'm away from home and I don't know the the layout of this store. Just yeah. show me the way. Yeah, that would be perfect <laughs> for places like that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, she goes <clears throat> into her, her personal quarters, which, holy cow, I always love the aesthetic of the ship, but her room is awesome. I'm not convinced that 75% of the Enterprise is just like lodging because these <laughs> rooms are enormous. Yeah. And I know... Not all crew people have the same sized quarters, but like Ortegas is bridge crew. Sure. Her, her but or- Ortegas's room is bigger than my apartment. Ortegas's <laughs> room is like 
insanely big for one person. Yeah. It seems like a waste of space. Like you'd want like Pike's room. I get it. That's the captain. Yeah. And, and like he like hosts, hosts things. things like yeah. it's it's part of being the captain is being involved with your crew. Right. And he seems like making a guy spaghetti. who. Would ha- yeah. Making spaghetti for Battelle specifically. <laughs> you need a fireplace. But Ortega's room people is no joke, like bigger than a lot of apartments. I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> I was so jealous. I was like, dude, if I could live there and get a view of space (sighs) and have a nice lady you can talk to whenever you're lonely, (sighs) (laughs) ma'am. But she's in her room. The ship starts getting struck by debris from the debris field that they're floating in because she's no longer at the, the helm to avoid everything. She's freaking out. Yeah, she's freaking out. It's very scary. She's like, please, ma'am, make it stop. Please make it stop. Yeah. Uh, But the, the computer lady does not. And she reminds her. Who she is. She's like, you are oh, the yeah, pilot yeah. of the ship. Yeah, we could talk about that. That happens a little later. But yeah, she does remind her like um, that you were the pilot of the ship. Uh, would you like to plot a course? He's like, wait, I, I, know, I know the plot of course. I can do that. Mm-hmm. Who am I? And, and she's like, oh, you're Lieutenant Ortegas. You are the captain or the, I'm sorry, the pilot. I pilot the ship. I pilot the ship. I fly the ship. I fly the ship. Yeah. And that was something she was saying in her personal log at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Like, I fly the ship. And yeah. now she's kind of saying it to keep reminding <clears throat> herself. Like, I, yeah, that's I a mantra at this point. I fly the ship. Yeah. Uh, what do you think Spock's doing on the bridge this whole time this is happening? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I didn't think of that. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> Spock's just like looking around the, like the bridge like, I don't know what the hell all this is. There's no one here with me. Really I don't know quiet. who I am. <laughs> It's really quiet. Now would be a good time to read. Oh no. Space loot. Oh, oh I forgot how to play. Ah. Uh, oh no. Uh, I guess I'll just sit here by myself. Yes. And think in my thoughts. Mm-hmm. That, but that is a good question. <laughs> what is Spock doing? Because she eventually up on the she eventually comes back to the bridge. He's like, he's oh still, good, you're here. Like he's still there. He hasn't moved. <laughs> I, I was hoping you'd come back. I was very lonely. I didn't know where you went, and I was too afraid to leave the bridge. Uh, but so there's a lot of cutting back and forth in the scene. So while Ortegas is kind of getting getting her groove back and becoming the pilot again, uh, Pike is on the planet. He hears some high pitch ringing. It's getting late, so they're going to start losing time. And Benga says because they attack a couple guards, and Benga is shot by some more. And because he can't really make it, the new plan is Mbenga's going to stay there and kind of hold the fort and, like, keep the other guards from coming in so that Pike can, you know, break into the castle and get the casket of memories. Yes. The Ark of the Covenant. Uh, eventually, let's see. Yeah, she, so Ortegas gets back into the, the bridge. Spock's very happy. He's like, I fly the ship. The lady told me. And Spock's like, Cool. <clears throat> Let's do, do it. You I know how? I believe you. Yeah. He tells her that he believes her. And she feels like she can do it. Yeah. So she takes the controls and she's off. Yeah. She flies into the debris field. Like riding a bike. Yeah. It's it's natural to her. Yeah. It's her instinct. She flies the ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pike is in a shootout with Zach when we see him. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. That was very rude of me. Hi, Lord. Hi, Lord Zacharias. There you go. Forgive me. Titles are important. There you go. And Pike is just super badass in this scene. He's he, he's he's got some suppressing fire on Zach. At one point, just picks up a a giant dish 
Yeah. And so when Zack shoots him, he's just like Captain America shield blocking it. <laughs> yeah. And and then he gets to Zack and he starts beating the shit out he of him. He goes hard on him. Yeah, he's really rough on him. Saying like, hey, where's the casket? Where's We need to get our memories back so I can save my friend. And Zack's like, ha, 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 ha. You believe that story? You fool. You stupid. You stupid. You a dumb dumb. You stupid. You thought our memories were in a box? You know that's dumb. You stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I wish the person they had playing Zach was like, hey, you're, you're stupid. stupid. I sit on my castle and call everybody stupid. <laughs> He's just like super into D&D. That's why yeah. he's like, I'm Lord Zacharias. Wait, hold on. I've got a roll for intuition. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, he, he he so he beats him up. It looks like he's kind of he has him near death. He's like, I need our memories. We cut back to Ortega's piloting with Spock. She's making some crazy decisions. Uh, they come across a very big, large rock, and ah. it's so big, and she's heading straight <clears throat> forward uh, towards it. And I love Spock's expression because he's sitting there and he gives her the sidiest of side eyes. Yeah. Like, Mm. Um. (laughs) maybe we should logic dictates we should avoid that yeah and Ortegas is like nah we're going through yeah and you love this I loved this scene I you know me like anytime there's like an exterior of of a ship flying through a thing or with uh, phasers uh, on full blast or uh torpedoes being launched uh i just i eat it up i love i love (laughs) this stuff and i loved seeing the phasers carve a nice uh enterprise size hole in the uh (laughs) the uh the the rock there it's almost like ortegas was piloting an enterprise size hole through your heart (laughs) yes Mm -hmm. pretty much i kind of wish there was a way i could record you while we watch these episodes together because the noises you were making during this scene in particular. <laughs> I didn't make any noise. You're lying. No, you were, you made a couple noises. It was what adorable. Was you were like, don't touch that board. You were like, ooh. <laughs> and then when they made it through, you're like, yeah. Yeah. I do. I really, I really, really, really like, like, I love I'm watching you. I'm <laughs> listener. He just touched the board and switched over to that side of the board with I the voice. Not. You did. Okay, I'm going back. I just really like seeing the tech. That's all. That's it's all cool tech. Star, Star Trek is yeah. so cool. Yeah. Like all yeah. the stuff. Uh, so Zach, we cut back to Zach. He's getting interrogated by Pike. He thought that Pike would just forget his memories and wander around like all the other stupids <laughs> on the planet. But of course, Pike's way too cool for that. He's going to start a revolution, baby. The palace interior, we found out, is made out of a very specific type of ore. Yeah. And the ore has some sort of properties that blocks this exotic radiation. <clears throat> and that is why you're able to retain your memories uh, once you're in the actual castle. So Pike keeps beating up uh, Zach. He's super mad at him. He pulls his gun. It looks like Pike's going to actually just waste him. Waste him right there. And then he gets his memories back, right? In the nick of time. Yeah. Uh, Zach says something like, I told you, Rigel 7 changes people. Uh, but I love what uh, Pike says. He says, no, it shows us who we really are. Yeah. And there's this really touching moment. Where like, hey, man, like, dude, I, I mourned you, man. Like, I was, you were my friend. Like, I was bummed. I thought you were dead. And 
then you like I'm sorry that happened, but like this is way too far. Starfleet's gonna decide your fate. Like, dude, you broke my heart. Yeah, Lord, you're low, Lord Zacharias. Now, yeah, there's nothing high about you. And Zach's like, so what now? Mm-hmm. And Pike's like, we're gonna bring you home. Like, it's time to leave. Yeah, time <clears throat> to leave. Uh, and Benga, we we cut we flash forward a little bit in time, and it seems like Benga. And La'an have their memories back, and Benga uses his tools to save La'an. I assume Stitcher back He did a medicine good. He did a medicine. Good. He doctored well. Yeah. Yeah. And um, La'an is fine. Yeah, she's Not fine, great. but but she's better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and surprisingly, Luke is there, too. Yeah. Did you catch that um, she did the little, like, motion, like, where she ran her finger underneath her eye? Mm-hmm. Yeah, to Benga? Yeah. And he did it back? Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. They're, they're, they roll deep. Yeah, they're tight. <laughs> they're tight. They're yeah. tight. But Luke's there. and uh, He's upset. He's upset. I think he's M- crying. Benga was like, hey, you know, this guy kind of had a point. It was nice not having a pass for a while. But uh, Laon says, hey, some of the memories are worth the pain. Yeah. And because Luke is remembering like he had like a family and stuff. Oh, he's weeping. Yeah, he's weeping. Yeah. He's sad. He had a family. He had a son just like you, Pike. Yeah. He also made a pretty mean spaghetti. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and uh he says like you know i was wrong the story of your life does matter i'm gonna go back to maybe the other three to four people that are out there and tell them that i was wrong <laughs> yeah everyone stop if i don't forget the in the interim <laughs> <laughs> he's like I, yeah he goes out there i'm gonna tell them everything Man, why was I here again? Yeah. Oh no, my totem! <laughs> it's not here to tell me. I, that's what I'm saying. Like I've never identified more with a group of people on a planet because I. This is me. Like I walk downstairs to get whatever, and then I like get get down there, and I'm like, Wait, why? Why am I here? Walk down here. What am I doing here? And I walk back upstairs, and then I'm like halfway up the stairs. Like, oh, that's right. I yeah. had to get. I don't know. Whatever from the kitchen, and then your wife's like, "I asked you to get the, something from the store six hours ago," <laughs> and you're like, "What? That was just yes. That was just a minute ago." <laughs> Who are you? Yeah, <laughs> I do that one time too. It's like the most obnoxious thing in the world is when you go into another room and immediately forget why you walked in. I there. think it's a human thing, though. Oh, I think yeah. like everybody does that to mm-hmm. a degree, some more than others. But I do it a lot, so <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Uh, Luke asks Pike, you know, who gave you that that necklace, that keystone? And he's like, hey, someone I need to apologize to. Mm-hmm. Stop being a real butthead. Mm-hmm. Uh, we find out uh, that, yeah, the, the unknown elements that Spock had been studying in the debris field was, in fact, what was causing this exotic radiation. So he has developed a shield harmonics to stop the radiation from affecting the crew anymore. Yeah. And they decide, <clears throat> hey, you know that giant... Uh, asteroid that brought this forgetful radiation. Yeah, we're just gonna tow that back into space. We're gonna we're gonna do Luke and the people of the we're, planet a solid. We're gonna put it back into space and hope it doesn't land on another pla- uh, pl- uh, on another planet with people <laughs> on it who. Well, that suck because they had that animation at the end where the Enterprise does like a six spin. Yeah, and they fling it like into the field. Shot it. Wouldn't it be funny if they slung it and then just. And then, like, <laughs> just got right back. Caught in the gravi- gravitational field again and went back into... Cause a, a, a next extinction level event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Battelle comes back. Yeah. 
and Pike apologizes to her, says he's been acting like an ass. Pike is all, feel feel like shit, I just want her back. I just want her back. <laughs> hey, girl, your jewelry. I gotta get... <laughs> it, it led this sailor back home. He, uh... He needs to get Patel back on board for some more spaghetti loving because uh, he miss because he misses it. Spaghetti loving, ill. <laughs> uh, yeah, and she says like, "Hey, I'm having second doubts." He asks if uh, she will forgive him. She kisses him, which I assume is an affirmation. Yes, I will forgive yeah. you, sir. Uh, I mean, that's how I forgive you. Yeah, just plant you one. Yeah, and then she says, "Hey, we got thirty minutes to." Um, Spaghetti. Spaghetti. Yeah. It's spaghetti time. Did you bring in the meatballs? <laughs> he brought the meatballs. <laughs> oh, man. I love that, man. And thus ends the episode. Yeah. Among the Lotus Eaters. Did you? Now, you said you weren't a big fan of this one. Yeah. Honestly, it's not my favorite. Yeah. Not my favorite episode. There's a lot of. It's a lot of like, who are you? What? Where am I? Acting, which gets very old quick. For one person to do it, literally every member of the cast does it. And it, it, it for me, that's like annoying to me. I, mm-hmm. And that might be just my opinion, what? but like it, it does drive me a little insane. Plus the technical issues I mentioned up top, like this is, I, you know, for the first episode that had a lot of Pike in it, I yeah. was kind of bummed. I think you you told me once and I forget the name of the TNG episode, but they're caught in this like loop where I believe Beverly, Beverly figures it out. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> where, like, it's like the episode, like, plays the same, like, scene over and over. Few, few scenes. scenes yeah. And then eventually they catch on to, like, what they need to do to, like, get out of that loop. And I yeah. remember loving that episode because I found it so... Because, like, I think what 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 I don't like about time travel, I do like about, like, mem... Like, um memory loss stuff mm. like i find that like really interesting would you like <clears throat> that like a groundhog's day type loop like that yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. um so and, and you didn't like that episode of tng so no. this makes sense why like the um the characteristics of this would also like bother you mm-hmm. yeah it's just mm. um, like and I think, to be honest, if I'm being very, very harsh, I don't think a lot of, I don't think most of the cast lands that style of acting. The, what? Yeah. What's going on? There's a couple people that weren't very great in this episode. Mm-hmm. And because I just think that style of acting and maybe even the writing of it is just so cheesy and hokey and not, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's not believable. So, like, even you can kind of, especially, um, I feel like Christina Chong, like in the moment you can see her like, this is fucking dumb. Why am I doing this? Hmm. <laughs> there was a, hmm. I forget which scene it was, but I think maybe it was them in the cage, but, or maybe it was them when they were you know, hitting the rocks. There was one scene where I felt like, like, Oh, she's like barely phoning that in. <laughs> I'd have to go back and watch that. Cause I don't, I, I, you didn't pick up on that, but, but, um, that doesn't mean it's not there. So yeah. And this I'll is, to go back and watch watch that again. Yeah, and I think that's a particular style that affects me personally. But what yeah. did you think overall? I liked it. Um, it reminded me of Memento, that mm-hmm. movie with Guy Pierce. I think I that was a it. Christopher Nolan movie. Right? Yeah, that was Nolan. Yeah. 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 Um, so like the guy when he like revealed his like tattoos, I was like, okay, this is like directly lifted from that movie now. Like it's um, 
And maybe that movie lifted it from elsewhere. I don't know. But that's where I first encountered that concept. So um, I kind of liked that that whole thing. Like, um, like I like the concept of like this radiation sort of making people lose their minds like Mm -hmm. that, but not in like a, in like a crazy way. It's just like, we literally just can't remember what we were doing or or who we are. Cause if you think about it, like your, your existence is reliant on what you remember about yourself and Mm -hmm. about your day to day. Yeah. And, and about what your like perceived real, uh, reality is. And if there's, um, something that's like, obstructing that like you have no clue like who you are or what you're doing and that could like disrupt your whole life and um there there have been like stories before where like someone loses their memory and they get lost and they like live life as someone else until they're found and (laughs) like told who they were yeah and it's it's just wild so i find that pretty interesting um whether or not this was a great episode i don't know i think it was fine Mm -hmm. um i don't think i had the same issues that you had with it but is it my favorite of the four no no i did appreciate the charm that it has of having that old style trek it felt like a very like meat and potatoes like trek Meat and potatoes, but also like like they have a, a concept of oh everyone's forgetting, but also there's a weird little man in a castle, like yeah, <laughs> in a crown, like that reminded me of TNG specifically. It, it is like classic <laughs> Trek, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So in more ways than one, too, like with it being um, a reference to the earliest of the days of Trek, too. So it's a, it, I feel like this is a pretty good like callback retro style app, mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, I didn't mind it. I'll watch it again. Um, I will turn the vol- volume down during <laughs> yes. those ringing portions. Oh, my gosh. Learn a lesson on that one. But The, uh, the, the percentage of me rewatching <laughs> this episode almost compl- entirely dictates whether or not they turn that volume down. They're not the going to, so you're going to have to. Like They have like a special <laughs> edition of this episode specifically. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because like when like Picard season three came out, like uh, I think they like uh, the feed made it too dark in a few scenes and they like had to like tweak it. So maybe maybe like there will be enough of an outcry about the ringing in this episode and they'll go back and like yeah. remix it to like reduce it a bit. And we might be talking about something that only affected like maybe us because of my TV or something. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe maybe this was completely fine for for. Or maybe everyone it's a, else. Maybe it's a weird noise that only people over the age of 35 can hear. <laughs> and like anyone younger is like, I don't know what these old people are talking yeah, about. What noise? So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, yeah. Phil, how about we uh, enter a captain's law? Let's do it. This is the segment where we talk about our favorite moments of the episode. Yeah. Phil, what's your favorite? Ortega's moment? blowing up that asteroid with the phasers. Absolutely. Uh, my favorite quick moment it was just i just oh i just freaking love when spaceships do that shit (laughs) so good how much do you love it i fucking love it oh yeah so that was my favorite part it it, it's just so cool to see them using the phasers as like essentially like um like carving out a nice hole in rock yeah so it's fun yeah that's fun action shit what about you well phil we have what the vulcans call 
consensus. Oh, really? Because that is also my favorite. Part, it was super cool. Yeah. I love Ortega. She's my favorite part of the episode. Maybe yeah. future spoilers for uh, streaming things. Yeah. But uh, also just the side eye that Spock was giving her. Yeah. I was audibly I don't, like I audibly laughed yeah, out you loud. Laughed. I was yeah, like, yeah. ah, look at him. Yeah. So yeah, that yeah. is my favorite moment as well. Yeah. Who's your favorite? Who's your acting captain this week? Your favorite performance? I will have you skip to um, time code. 41 minutes and 12 seconds. Yeah, who is that? This is the guy cowering in the corner when Ortegas goes down to deck six and he's making his crazy face. This background actor is nailing it in every way, shape, and form. I love this guy. He caught my eye immediately. I went back and looked for him again to get a picture of the screen because I because I liked him so much. I just he did more in one second uh, for this episode than anybody else. So I, I'm going to give it to Guy <laughs> cowering in the corner of deck six uh, in that one quick scene. He's the Enterprise's Boimler. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> What that about is, you? That is an excellent pick. Uh, I'm going to go with Melissa Navia yeah. Ortegas. Yeah. Um, she opens and closes this show. She's such a fun character. I was really excited for her to be on the, the landing party. So honestly, I was really, I also felt gypped. When we she shared could, the bummer. Yeah. yeah, I shared the bummer with her. And then just her like, I fly the ship. I fly the ship. I fly the ship. Yeah. Um, a lot of fun. Love yeah. her so much. Uh, Phil, how about we... Uh, Open the comms. Let's do it. So this is a segment where you, the listener, can interact with us streaming things. You can do that by either going and emailing us at streamingthingspod at gmo.com. Or if you're on the Discord, you can message us on Discord. And if and to get on our Discord, you go to patreon.com slash streaming things and sign up for the appropriate tier. This week, we have two questions, or I'm sorry, we got two submissions, I should say, from uh, Discord members Casey and Enza. Let's go to Casey first. Okay. So Casey writes, a few comments on your wonderful Star Trek coverage so far. Not sure if you guys knew or mentioned this before, but the actor that plays Dr. Mbenga is an internationally famous jujitsu master, and they wanted to incorporate his skills into his character, hence yeah. the fighting scenes in episodes two and three. Apparently is he is super famous in the jujitsu world. Yeah, I read about, about that after um, episode one. When that came out, I, I re, like I haven't seen him in those roles before. Mm -hmm. This is this is the first role that I've seen him in. So I have not seen it myself, but I did read about that. Yeah. Yeah. He I love him so much. Yeah, he rules. Babs, he's the best. Uh, Casey continues. According to one of the showrunners, they put the line in season two, episode three about being in New York City as a joke. He said, in the history of Star Trek and many shows in general, they often film <clears throat> Canada and try to make it seem like a major U.S. city, thought, yeah, New York, true. for example. True. They briefly considered doing that for this episode as well, but then decided, why not? For once, uh, she's talking about last episode. Yeah. Uh, for once, tomorrow, let tomorrow, Toronto tomorrow. be Toronto. Yeah. You guys are kind of harsh on Kirk that episode, so I wanted to point out. I mean, so he was pretty dumb. Off the Kirk is stupid list, <laughs> LOL. Kirk was pretty dumb in that moment. He was like, wow, it's New York. And she's like, read the sign, bro. <laughs> There's literally three signs <laughs> visible right there. That's she like, was like, are you serious? <laughs> read the sign. Oh, you found something on Reddit. Somebody actually, so speaking of tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow, somebody, you found it where somebody had fat, like actually put in 
the driving distance between Toronto and yeah. where they were at in Vermont. Jer- Vermont. And it, it was, was like, like an eight, eight hour, hour drive, <laughs> like cross borders. It's, it's like you can't take a cab across borders with that much cash from yeah. from and for that long. Dude, I don't know who he swindled or who was playing chess in the park that day, but God damn. I mean, like, obviously, he must not have taken a cab across the the country's yeah, border. He, he hopped the border fence. But like he maybe they took like a bus. I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know. But it was just funny that in the in the in the episode, like no time pass passes and they're from like downtown to vermont and then back again too yeah like there was a return trip as well so. oh no it's so funny yeah. uh next up we have enza what up girl yeah enza writes hey steve i got a star trek question oh. for you and phil oh hey steve she, she was dming mm. me okay Enza was sliding in my dms <laughs> <laughs> she writes we've seen the show use several sci-fi tropes already yeah. like the body swap the time travel <clears throat> are there any other tropes that you'd like the, to see them use Ooh. so i'm going to open it up to more than just sci-fi tropes okay. like if you can think of some sort of like movie trope that you would love yeah. to see see them use in a star trek world gosh that's a really good question yeah Enza's got great ones. I will say um, I did talk about this episode last week. It was an episode of DS9 where um, they went back in time and, and they spliced in the DS9 crew with old TOS footage. And part of me would love to see something like that again with this crew. Um, just because like the way they filmed that was so incredibly cool. Mm-hmm. And the way they did it was was really cool, too. Um like just like the way they fit the story into it and then found the technical way to do it was just awesome. So I would like them to bring that trope back. I know I'm not like a time travel guy, but I think it would be really neat to see like how they would merge like new enterprise set in the same time frame as TOS with old TOS um, mm. in the same timeline too. That'd be fun. Um, yeah, that, that's just the first thought I had off the top top of my head. I, I'm thinking I think I'll go go with that. I'm going to go with um, old, like I would like to see them have like an old school slasher trope. Mm. Like, you know how in slasher movies, the the, the victims mm-hmm. will always be running away from the, a Michael Myers mm-hmm. and who's yeah. who's just slowly lumbering behind them yeah but yet he's always there yeah and i would i would love to see a bit where there's like an alien or something that's stalking them very slowly and there's just a scene of spock going the species can teleport short distances (laughs) i mean the gorn was kind of that episode right where there was a big baddie who uh yeah that's like a creature stalking them in a ship that's like a creature feature i want just like a, a, a doofus in a mask okay all right all right uh, or maybe a me. heist movie. <gasps> what if they did a Star Trek style heist, like a Mission Impossible style? Uh, like, oh, heist? I, I'm thinking more like an Ocean's Eleven style, okay. and it's like led by a Ferengi who's like, "I need you to break into the casino at Regis Seven, okay? Because if you don't, I'm gonna 
blow up Saturn okay. or something. And so they got to get the team together. So there's that montage of like Pike beaming down to a planet because he knows the, the best locksmith in the galaxy. And the locksmith sees Pike. He's like, Pike, you son of a bitch. And they like shake hands. <laughs> I love it. All right, like, fair. Saddle up, man. We got one last job. And awesome. Then, yeah. I, oh, I want that. Awesome. I want that ends up. Awesome. Let's make that happen. Sounds good. Enza, what do you want to see? Yeah. Listen, right in. it doesn't have to be Enza. Right in. We have no, cons- only Enza. <laughs> all Enza all the time. Only Enza. Only her. Only her. Oh, no. I'm proud of myself because I did it without breaking eye contact with you. you did. <laughs> oh. Well, listener, if you would like to write in and be a part of the show, like I said, streamingthings.com. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you can actually go to streamingthingspod.com. That is our website. You can get in touch with us there. You can email us, uh, streamingthingspod at gmo.com. On Twitter, we're streamingthingpod. Uh, You can always support the show by going to patreon.com slash streamingthings. But if you don't have any bucks to throw our way, that's okay. We love you anyway. Your support is good enough for us. Uh, You can always support us for free by liking us. Uh, wherever you listen to this, on YouTube, on Spotify, you definitely should be listening to us on Spotify, who host streaming things, uh, and leave us a five-star review wherever you can. Uh, thank you, Phil, as always. Thank you for Steve. joining me on this journey through the stars. Thank you. And with that, my name is Steve. I'm Phil. And I'm Steve. And this has been Streaming Things. <laughs> Happy streaming. We kind of get the the idea that this Luke character is. What's that? What is that? Your watch? That's my watch. First few minutes after a person. Stop. We're <laughs> gonna take that out. Yeah, we're gonna take that out. Right. Fucking but- idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Do better. Do better. Do better. Get good. <laughs> GG. All right. As the kids say, get good, get good. <laughs>